I'm Pat Hyben, and over the past 25 years, I've sold over 7,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in volume. In 2010, I sold my teen business to my top agent and went on book tour promoting my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate professional's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. That book went on to become a New York Times bestseller. Now I live off the passive income streams from the real estate I bought with commissions I earned as a full-time agent. And I am committed to giving back to the real estate industry as so many mentors of mine have given back to me. On this show, we'll interview the world's best agents, brokers, coaches, and investors to help you make more commissions and create the life you deserve. Okay, Rockstar Nation. Boy, I have a great guest coming from Spokane, Washington, or Spokane, Washington, depending on what your accent is. I got Bo Apele from Ohano Realty Group out of there. And uh, man, he's got a great story and he's making some waves out that way. So we're going to find out exactly what he's doing and how he has become such a successful real estate rock star. Bo, welcome to Pat Hyben Interviews Real Estate Rockstars. Thanks, Pat. I'm glad to be here. So, Bo, why don't you uh, give us a little rundown on you so we can get to know you better? Well, I um, real estate was never my my long term goal. I had never even considered real estate. Um, I went to school after high school. Well, I was born and raised on the Big Island of Hawaii. Uh, went to school in Southern California after graduating high school and um, was looking into uh, video journalism and videography, thinking that I'd do something with with film. I, I always enjoyed film. Um, in my first year in college, I found out that my mom was, uh, she was sick and, and she was number three on the list for uh, liver transplant recipients. And her doctor had asked her to move from Hawaii to closer to the transplant center, which is in Denver, Colorado. So she had family in Spokane. So she and my father and my sister moved up to Spokane. And within about six months of them moving, I found out that I was uh, the only person in the family that was matched to be a potential living donor candidate. So I left school, moved to Spokane, went through some testing, and um, in, at the time, about one in 500 living donor transplants had fatal complications, so we decided to do one last Christmas together, just in case. It was around this time of year. Uh, so we scheduled it for January, and about three weeks before Christmas, we got a call, and they had one from an accident. So she flew down to Denver that morning, and we spent Christmas in Denver with her and her new liver. And it was actually the best possible scenario. Um, the highest probability of rejection is in the first year or two post-transplant. And I was her backup at that point. So she had a backup, which was really nice because most people don't. And uh, it forced me to stick around in Spokane for the next couple of years while she, you know, slowly adapted to having this new liver and, you know, continued to go in for her monthly doctor visits. And uh, during that time, I, I met my now ex-wife. We had our son, um, started uh, a couple of different businesses. I had worked in the restaurant industry most of my life. I ended up starting a restaurant with a buddy of mine. Uh, found out that I was working way too many hours and was never seeing my family and was exhausted all the time. So I sold my interest in that. Went back to waiting tables and tried to figure out what I was going to do next. And one day I was uh, snowboarding with my, my ex-wife and 
her um, childhood friend and her childhood friend's boyfriend who was in real estate. This is prior to the crash. And he uh, told me, oh, you should get into real estate, man. It's really easy. All you have to do is show up and answer the phone and you're going to make a six-figure income. (laughs) (laughs) What year was this, Bo? Uh, That was back in, gosh, I think that was 07, right before the crash. 07, right before the crash. Now, now the question obviously left in people's mind is, is did did your mom reject the liver and you had to give her yours, or did that not happen? Well, she went through rejection a couple of times, but nothing serious enough to warrant um, another transplant. And she's doing very well. She's very healthy and enjoying her time with her grandson now. Okay. So 07 rolls around and uh, now did you immediately go and open your own company, Ohana Realty Group or or how that, what was your transition there? No, I just went out and got my license. You know, the bar of entry for real estate is unfortunately pretty low and the cost is is pretty low, which is nice. So I I thought I would try it out, sell a few homes and figure out what I really wanted to do. Um, So I I got my license, joined one of the major brokerages up here and started doing everything they told me to do, which was uh, open houses, newspaper ads, working my sphere of influence, and taking floor time. And uh, shortly after, the market crashed. And so I was getting absolutely nowhere um, and really considered just getting out of the business because, like I said, real estate was never my my long-term goal anyway. And that's when I started having some conversations with my broker about you know where this business was coming from and why I was spending so much time doing open houses and newspaper ads when it seemed that most people were were starting starting to search online before they even called us. And so we, uh, my broker had a different opinion at that time. He he felt that internet leads were the quickest way to get burnt out. So he discouraged me from taking them. And what what, and, what was his philosophy? What right from the beginning, internet leads are a way to burn out. Why did he say that? And what did he say to do instead? Well, he he wanted me to continue working, um, doing open houses, multiple open houses each weekend, um, doing the newspaper ads uh, because he felt that that was a you know a tried and true method, and of course working my sphere of influence and taking floor time like everybody else. Um, his his feeling on why it, internet leads were a quick way to get burnt out were was because of the lower conversion rate. He felt that it was much easier to work a warm lead that came from your sphere of influence or somebody that you met, say, at an open house and you got face-to-face with, as opposed to you know calling dozens and dozens or hundreds of internet leads and hearing no over and over and over again before you hear that one yes. Yeah. Now, so, uh, I, I would have to agree with that um, to a degree. Um, but it obviously depends on which systems you have and how good are you at. I mean, everything works, nothing does, and I think they both work. Uh, so what'd you find out? Well, you know, I, my, my sphere of influence wasn't that great. Um, no, not being from Spokane and having spent most of my time in the uh, restaurant industry, I just, I, I knew kind of the same people and they, there, there weren't a, a ton of them on my sphere of influence lists. And so I, um, I wasn't getting a lot of results there. Open houses at that time, the market having crashed, weren't that great either. And I definitely wasn't getting any calls from the newspaper ads. Uh, what I would get was an occasional floor call, but usually it was another agent from my brokerage asking me to look a property up for them while they were out in the field. So that that definitely wasn't working for me. I was getting frustrated. Um, I was sending out, this brokerage required you to use these mailers. Um, you know, they had all kinds of mailers that you could pick from, but they were all pre-approved mailers by the brokerage. And of course they had the brokerage's logo, you know, front and center on the, on, you know, and they were in a big, you know, bright area on the, on the postcard. And, um, and on the back, I had a tiny little headshot of me with, you know, my information in smaller print. 
And I didn't think anything of it at first. I, I was paying to send them out to my sphere of influence and anybody else I had met. And um, and one day I stopped by somebody's house to do a pop by. And I was talking to this guy and I said, uh, hey, by the way, if you happen to know of anyone looking to buy or sell, I'd love to work with them. And he turned around and said, hey, are you in real estate? <laughs> I said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah. He forgot yeah. to mention that one part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Jeez kidding me man i said have you not been receiving the mailers i send you every month and and he goes oh yeah yeah and he named the brokerage i won't name the brokerage here but he named the brokerage and said those mailers right i said yeah those mailers and that's when i went back to my office and took a second look at everything i was sending out and realized that i was really just promoting my broker's brand or the brokerage brand Mm -hmm. And uh, and when people thought of real estate, they thought of that company. They didn't actually think of me personally. Right. Well, you were using their their templates, right? You weren't creating yeah. your own templates. Yeah, that's a rookie error. Um, yeah. Well, not necessarily. I mean, if you want to say, hey, look, if you need, if you're brand new, sometimes it helps to be able to say, hey, I'm with you know, this company. So if you don't trust me as a brand new agent, you know, know that I have this backing, but at the same time it can backfire on you. And, and then they, you know, especially if they just call the front desk and ask for, you know, want to speak to any agent from XYZ real estate. Cause they get that. So, well, oh, let's, yeah. let's get into some nitty gritty here, which we usually do right off the bat, but we kind of got sidetracked into th- that intriguing question there. So, okay. So tell me about your business. Like how many houses, did you sell last year? Well, in uh, in 2015, I assume you're, you're talking about 2015. Yeah, let's right? say the last 12 months. You know. Okay. Well, you know, it's going to be a little skewed. We uh, we do have uh, well, we had a another branch in another city in Washington, okay. Um, okay. and uh, so I was running the same team but split into two different cities, two different MLSs. Yep. And yep. I recently closed that down because I realized that I I made a big mistake in trying to split split my time. Too much. I, I diluted myself, and okay. um, I wasn't so if you really include if you just include the mother base, right? In the last twelve months, how many houses did you sell? Uh, right about one hundred and twenty, one hundred and twenty-two. Okay, and then yeah. and then, uh, how long did you have the expansion office opened for? Uh, that was for gosh, just over two years. Okay, so and then in the last year, uh, in deciding to shut that thing down, did you? How many houses did it sell? Uh, did that branch sell or did yeah, our, just the branch, the, the, just other. the branch, um, that one did, let's see, I think in the last six months there before we closed it down about 26 homes, you know, we only had a couple of, uh, of newer agents down there. Okay, so um, a lot, was, lot of people listen to Hey, that's not bad, but you obviously the mistake must've been, and you must've rented too much space and had too much expenses that sort of thing, because uh, some people scratching their head saying, "Hey, you could, you know, you could run that out of a Starbucks and and take the commissions off of twenty six houses." Oh yeah, you know, and we actually did pretty well. We made a a, a lot of money off of uh, that branch in its first year, year and a half. What I what it came down to was not so much the the monetary investment, but the to- investment of time. Um, I was driving down there every week, staying at least one or two nights, mm. and. You know, that was getting, it was getting expensive, but it was also becoming exhausting and it was taking a toll, not just on me personally, but my Spokane branch where my agents were seeing me less and less and also wow. on my family. So I, I just decided it wasn't worth the, the, what I would lose, stand to lose in Spokane with my business here and my family. And, um, and that if I refocused my efforts into Spokane, 
I could get the same, you know, I could make up that volume that we'd lose from the Tri-Cities here in Spokane just by putting more time and, and being more focused here. Yeah. How far away is your was your Tri-Cities office? It was about two and a half hours away. Oh, okay. So that's a... You know, that, that's a hike, and I'm glad you were candid in that. A lot of people come in, and, and they're talking about expansion, and all, and it's, you know, we get a lot of uh, very bright stories about it. And so, certainly, there's people out there that are trying expansion and failing, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's good to see that, you know, we are in a capitalist society where, you know, you're going to have failure, you're going to have successes. It's all part of the game, and, um, and that comes with the territory if you don't do it right and uh that's clearly what transpired there so so okay so let's talk about your eci as i like to say your ego commission income what what was your (laughs) what was your gci uh last year the last 12 months uh it was about um let's see our our gci was going to be right over 400 grand okay and then uh what's your profit uh, profit off of that was uh, right in the high two hundreds. I think it was about two eighty two. Okay, so so you have a pretty good and, and two eighty two. That's after expenses, or is that just after cost of goods sold, like agents commissions? Oh, uh, the the four hundred was after agents were paid. So four hundreds after agents were paid. Yeah, oh, okay. so that was uh, the two eighty two is after our expenses. Oh, I see. Oh, I- and then, so what, what? What would it be once you add the agents' commissions on? Uh, double, uh, double the four hundred. <laughs> okay, so about eight hundred grand. So yeah. you did about eight hundred grand, paid out half, and then kept two eighty two. That's pretty good. Now, are you in production? Do you do? Are you working buyers and sellers yourself? You know, that's kind of an interesting one. I had pulled out of production for the most part. I would do a few here and there, maybe three or four deals a year. Um, really just to close uh, personal friends and past clients that I developed really strong relationships with. Um, however, in the last uh, about six months, I've made a decision to get more involved in personal production, um, mainly because I, I want to I feel what the agents are going through more, especially now that I'm uh, focusing just here on one branch in Spokane. And uh, also because it, it just, you know, the, the market is ever-changing, and that what I've found is that when I am disconnected and I'm not actively out there um, on the front lines with the agents that I I am missing some of the the newest and best strategies that are coming out. I'm missing out on um, new things that I can learn that I can then teach our agents. So I, I've just found that I, I'm more valuable to our agents if I'm if I'm in the battle with them. So I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna compete with our agents. I'm gonna take I don't take any leads from um, our lead generation models. Everything that I would work would be from my personal efforts in in networking or um, from a, a personal friend, you know, referral from a personal friend or a past client. So um, anything else that comes in as a result of the, the marketing dollars that we spend go to the agent. So that, that's kind of my promise to them is that I don't want to compete with you on our, on our leads that are coming in. So I'll work whatever I'm able to generate just myself. And, then, and let's say you generate something yourself and it happens to compete with one of your agents. What's the call? Uh, it always goes to the agent. Okay. All right. That's a, a very giving philosophy and that's uh, the way to do it. Now, so with most of your time being spent in uh, things other than your own personal production, what do you do? What's your, what's your day look like? 
Well, my day is uh, is spent uh, doing training with some of our newer agents as well as our, our some of our older agents. Um, I, uh, I also spend a lot of time working on our lead generation and uh, social media optimization and uh, search engine optimization. So, you know, my day is spent basically uh, working on new forms of, of advertising and lead gen and uh, structuring new um, uh, training sessions for our agents for the most part. And, and, you know, the training that I do with our agents also includes going out in the field with them. Um, and this is all outside of if I am working with a, a personal client too. So um, outside of working with personal clients, if I'm, those are the things I'm basically doing. Uh, but a lot of it does include field work with our agents to either back them up, give them a little bit more um, clout with a, a client, especially if it's a newer agent, or to go out there and, and offer them uh, my advice on a more difficult type of transaction um, or just to... to help them to, you know, observe them and see what I can do to help them better their game a little bit. Okay. Good, good stuff. So what is your meeting schedule look like? Like, do you have regular scheduled trainings, office meetings? How's that look? Oh yeah. We meet every Tuesday at 10 AM for our team meeting. Um, for a while up, up until about seven, six, seven, eight months ago, we would meet every uh, Tuesday and every Friday at 10 AM mm -hmm. and Tuesdays were more of our, team meeting um, of the week, kind of getting everybody together. We got through Monday. Here's what we were focusing on this week. You know, let me know what you need. Here's, you know, what, what new has happened and anything that they should be aware of. And Fridays were more focused on um, training and our book club. And now we cut Fridays out for the, the summer because everybody was pretty busy. And we're about to throw that back into the mix here um, just after the holidays, just to, to kind of get back into the regular routine. Because we find a lot of value in, in especially the book club portion of the team meeting there on Fridays. What book uh, are you guys doing now? Uh, well, we're not right now. The book club has been shut down for the last you know six, seven months. Uh, but the next one that we're going to focus on, uh, we're looking at a... Uh, uh, John Maxwell book on um, on success that that looked pretty enticing. I haven't made a decision yet because I've got about three more weeks here. Three yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, uh, anything by John Maxwell is is good. I've read most of his books. Um, the ones on leadership, especially even even for agents, because we're all leaders in some way, shape, or form. Uh, Seventeen irrefutable laws of leadership is a classic. I think that's mm -hmm. the number, but. But anyways, okay, so um, let's talk about something. You had posted about, you know, a pipe dream that you have called the death of Zillow. And uh, in this pipe dream, uh, as you called it, and, you know, you may want to call it a realistic dream in your world now is coming true, is what you've done is you were spending seven, $8,000 a month on Zillow. And then you said, okay, I'm going to make a conscious effort to uh, take all that money and put it toward my own search engine optimizations so that I can take back my own leads. And we understand, you know, that this is a an age-old now um, frustration that a lot of agents have. Very few agents are doing anything about it. You know, one of our top-loaded, top-downloaded shows this year was with Chuck Fazio, uh, episode number 413, where... Chuck actually has a small brokerage like yours, and he, him and his agents have this huge internal system where uh, they do not put any listing in MLS for 30 days. 
in hopes of, of beating out Zillow and Trulia and, and getting the leads the old-fashioned way like you used to be able to do before Trulia, Zillow, and Realtor.com by simply putting up a sign and running ads that the other agents don't have access to and that the consumer, more than the other agents, doesn't have access to unless they see your ad or they see your sign. So talk to me about how you have started to wean yourself from syndicates. Talk to me about that. Well, um, like you mentioned, we were spending just over $7,000 a month on Zillow. And, you know, we've cut that back to uh, right now we're spending just over $1,500 a month. And our plan is to eliminate that altogether. Um, really, what, what we've done is uh, pulled that money out and put it into advertising that drives traffic back to a lot of our lead funnels and squeeze pages. Um, we put out different value propositions from everything from, you know, what's your home worth to, you know, free foreclosure list, you know, all the standard squeeze page value propositions. Uh, but we're using that money now to to put it into Google pay-per-click, Facebook uh, targeted ads, and then, of course, retargeted ads that follow you around online. Um, and we've noticed that it generates typically more leads and typically a slightly higher quality lead than what we've gotten from Zillow. And we don't have to worry about uh, two or three other agents calling the lead at the same time. So um, while our agents, you know, are, you know, I'm adamant about them following up, you know, right away, uh, you know, a lot of times they're, they're calling these Zillow leads and the, the, the person is getting two or three other calls at the same time. So mm. that can be a little bit, a little annoying. And that's, you know, one of the, the many frustrations that we've had with um, with the Zillow leads at this point. And so how do you, how are you, how are you, can you explain to the audience that doesn't understand this, how to pay money and what is a retargeted ad? So a retargeted ad, a, a great company, if you really want to get into the basics of it, a great company to look at would be AdWorks. That's A-D-W-E-R-X. Um, and a retargeted ad is basically an ad that you create that um, so will follow somebody around. So let's say that you happen to, uh, it's Christmas season, you get on Google or Amazon and you, you find on Amazon a, a nice shiny pair of um, Arnett sunglasses. And I, this is a, a, an actual example because yeah. I just did this. Yeah, no, this and is great. Well, if, use an example with real estate. Okay, with real estate. Okay, so you know, you you say, uh, okay, we're we're, we're interested in in uh, buying a house. You know, we we just got done with dinner. The wife and I are talking about it. Let's get online and just see what's out there. Homes for sale in, in Spokane, Washington. And we uh, find some. You know, we were finding some Google search results there. Well, Google tracks that and uh, shares that in, that data with AdWorks, which then puts our ad for Spokane Homes for Sale in front of that same person if they happen to be in the zip code that we purchased. Um, and it follows them around everywhere else they go. So when they go to MSNBC to read the news, it follows them. When they go to Facebook, it follows them. They go to Yahoo, it follows them. Basically, any of the these major sites that have this type of advertising on them, um, that ad will follow them around so that it creates that one, it can create brand recognition for them, but two, it, it's always looming there. So if it was something that they're truly interested in, they're yeah. likely to click on that eventually. And and e and this is even if they don't go to Bo's website to begin with, right? You haven't done anything. You're paying AdWorks, right? They're going to go and, uh, you know, the minute that they type in homes for sale or something like that, an ad is going to show up. And you're paying to make it your ad. And then you're capturing their IP address or AdWorks is capturing their IP address. So when they go to look up steak restaurants, 
in XYZ, the same ad shows up again. Oh, yeah. Right? Is that accurate? That's accurate, yes. Okay. And what does that cost for you to do that? You know, the the cost will vary depending on the zip code and whether or not you choose desktop or mobile. Um, AdWorks in our area, I'm not sure if it's the same everywhere. I'm sure it varies quite a bit. But in our area, generally, it's about you know, $49 to $69 per um, box that you take in a zip code. And there are usually five boxes available, which are usually about 10,000 views each. So um, if you really want to dominate a zip code, you'll buy all the desktop and all the mobile um, uh, views available, which would be right around, you know, 50,000, 60,000 views for each one. But that's going to, it's going to cost you quite a bit too. You're going to pay, you know, about $60 um, per 10,000 views. But then, so, but then you're, you're paying, uh, when you do that, a lot of times you got to make sure you're not paying when someone says steak restaurants in Spokane, Washington, you don't want to show up just for that. You only want to show up just for that if they've been looking for houses in the past, right? And you can, you can tell the company, whether it's AdWorks or anybody else, to do that, to limit it to that, right? Well, AdWorks is specifically designed for real estate, so they kind of take care of that part for you. And that's why I'd recommend that for somebody who's just getting into this. There are other companies out there that you can um, hire to, to do this where you've got a lot more creative freedom as far as when your ad will show up and what searches and keywords it'll show up for. So um, AdWorks, I think, does a fantastic job for somebody who's really not super tech savvy and just wants to have some of those ads out there, doesn't want to have to worry about researching keywords. They're, they're geared towards real estate. So they're going to okay. put everything out for real estate for you. Have you ever lost a listing? Have you ever just kind of gotten kicked in the stomach because you felt sure that you got a listing and uh, the rapport was incredible and then they call and tell you they listed with somebody else or even worse they send you an email and tell you they've chosen someone else it hurts man i know it's happened to me tons of times and i hated it and um, so because of that i created a product called a certified listing agent i got the eight top listing agents in the world and recorded their listing appointments everything no holds barred no secrets here everything and then after each listing appointment we uh, discussed it and uh, created a course out of it it's uh, over 10 hours of intense uh, video and it's for you to watch and never lose a listing again check it out there's a lot of free samples you can go in and see kind of what it's like before you uh, sign up for it uh, rebusuniversity.com we also got the the uh, highly popular cta certified team agent with jeff Cohn, and that is how to build a massive team how jeff went from 80 to 580 units in four years and uh, what he does behind the scenes what forms he uses how his systems are run everything on the cta certified team agent and many things to come. If, you, if you're interested, go to uh, rebusuniversity.com. Put yourself on the mailing list there. Uh, we have a price reduction course. We have a 101 ways to get uh, real estate leads for free. We have an ISA course coming out, uh, a lead handling course, not, not how to lead generate. There's, there's a ton of courses that other people do on that, but this is how to efficiently capture leads and work with them. 
So uh, they have a couple of courses coming out on that aspect. So anyways, RevisUniversity.com. Check it out, guys. You'll be glad you did. Now on uh, with the show. Okay, so you've gone out and you've done a gutsy move. You've you've started to pull from the giant, right? And and here's the thing: the reason why a lot of people are afraid to do this is because they are behemoths when it comes to search engine optimization. I mean, there's not a house out there nowadays where if you in the United States, I should say, where if you type in the address that it's going to be Trulia, Zillow, and Realtor.com are going to show up before the local agent's ad for that house is. So a lot of people are afraid, hey, you can't beat them, join them. And you're saying, hey, you know, yes, we can beat them in Spokane. And this is what we're doing. Now, what are the results of, of what you've done? Well, you know, we're, we're taking more of a long tail approach. Um, if you've looked into to search engine optimization, you'll, you'll understand that's basically we're not going up against the big dogs on the, you know, big keywords that they're spending millions of dollars on. Uh, we're going up uh, against them on the hyper local keywords hmm. and, hmm. um, and we're, we're hitting on things that are more relevant that, that people are going to search for that will eventually lead them to, uh, you know, that, that will eventually lead them to real estate. Like so, what? Um, so, you know, community posts, uh, like just to take our blog, for example, um, you know, we'll post blog posts about homes for sale in certain communities, but, uh, we'll also put up posts about say, uh, one from this time of year is uh, it's a great one is, you know, 12 best places to see, uh, Christmas lights in X, Y, Z neighborhood or X neighborhood, whatever, oh, wow. whatever wow. area of town it is. And people are going to Google stuff like that. We're going to share it on social media so it gets, um, you know, liked, commented on, and shared with other people. But people are going to search for that kind of stuff. They'll, they'll so where they're it. going after city names and zip codes, you're going after neighborhoods and communities. Yeah, and, and the great thing about this, Pat, is that our retargeted ads, we put a code into our, our site that basically makes it so that if somebody lands on our site, which our blog posts, our blog is located, you know, it's built into our site. So if they land on our our, uh, our blog for where to see the best Christmas lights in Spokane this time of year, they're uh, they're going to read that post. They may not even be interested in real estate or realize, realize that our site is really mainly about real estate. They, they back out. They go look at Christmas lights. Well, just because they landed on our site once, that retargeting ad follows them around now as long as they they don't delete the cookies from their web browser. So they'll see our real estate ad now every time they get online for as long as they um, they don't delete their cookies, and most people don't. So it's a, it's a great way to you know create that brand awareness. They see the same brand now on this ad, retargeted ad that follows them around, and when the time is right, they're likely to click on our ad because it's always there. Interesting. Fascinating. Fascinating. So you seem like a pretty tech savvy guy. What phone application and or applications are you and your team using now that you're excited about? Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> well, I've got quite a few. I love BombBomb. I'm sure you're familiar with that, right? Yeah, but explain it to the audience so in case they haven't heard about it. So it uh, it basically allows you to record a quick video. Um, it, let's say that somebody uh, registers on your website and you're on the road. You don't have time to, to structure an email or or really to, to call them. 
Um, so you, you can just pull over, record a quick video on your phone. It sends it to them in, a, in an email, not as an attachment. So it actually gets through the spam filters. And it's a personalized video. It says, you know, hey, Pat, you know, this is Bo Apelli. I noticed that you just registered on my website. Wanted to tell you a little bit about it and let you know that you can call, text, or email me if you have any questions. Otherwise, I'll be in touch within the next few hours. You know, I mean, it's just a, a great touch to uh, show people that, you know, there's an actual human being behind the site that they just landed on. So I love BombBomb. Um, you can do that from your desktop as well, but the, the phone app is awesome because, you, like I said, you can just pull over on the side of the road, record a quick 20-second video, shoot it off, and, um, and it doesn't take forever because it's not loading into the email as an attachment. We are big proponents of the uh, Google uh, programs. We use Google for our, our uh, emails. Um, so our, our emails are, it's, it's our own domain, but it's through the, uh, the Google business suite. Um, so we use things like Google Hangouts, which are awesome because we get a lot of out, uh, out of town, uh, purchasers who inquire about properties here. And so we've taught our agents to use the Google Hangout, um, app to go out to a home and record a, a live broadcast. So the mm, person, mm. yeah, the purchaser is sitting up in Alaska or California, which are Oddly enough, the two places that most people come from when they move to Spokane, um, and they are, are sitting in their home, and our agent is out in the house that they're interested in, and they're walking around showing them things. And if the person says, wait, 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 what about that? And, you know, Can you go back there? The agent can turn around in real time and show them something that, that they're interested in and talk to them about the house. And, uh, and what that results in a lot of times is people making offers before they get down here which not only saves them time, but uh, saves my agent some time. They're not out showing dozens and dozens of homes. And, uh, and then when the person arrives, they go out and take a look at the home. And more often than not, they end up sticking with it. But uh, it's just a really cool app that, that allows us to offer a, a better service to those out-of-town purchasers. So you just tell your people, hey, get the Google Hangout app and we're going to be utilizing, we're going to be communicating with you through this. And then you tell the team, communicate with each other through the Google Hangout app. Yeah. And, and really the purchaser um, doesn't need to have the app itself. If, as long as they have a Gmail email, that all they have to do is log into their Gmail and, um, and we can call them from the Google Hangout app to their Gmail and it'll pop up on their screen right there. They can watch it on their computer without ever downloading anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how much is attached to your Gmail address. Mm -hmm. uh, just like that. Yeah. And w I've been using, I've been using Slack lately. Uh, have you tried that? That's the same sort of, uh, it's a great team communication tool. I have not. I'll have to look it up. Excellent. Excellent. Well, listen, Bo, this has been an incredible call. I wish you the best of luck in Spokane, Washington. Uh, certainly next time I'm up that way, I'll look you up and we'll get together and break some bread. Oh, that'd be awesome. I'm going to put all of Bo's information on hybendigital.com backslash Bo. I know we haven't had any Bo's on the show, so hybendigital.com backslash Bo, B-O. Or you could go to the search bar and just simply type in Bo and it will show up. Bo, thanks again and have a great day. Thanks, Pat. You too. Take care. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. All five-star reviews help us get better and better guests for your listening pleasure. And if you have a great review, I'll read it on the show. We are so proud of this show now with over a million downloads in 79 countries around the world.
Also, don't forget to buy my book if you haven't already. Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate agent's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. With an intro by Gary Keller. Sold everywhere online books are sold. You can always go to padhyben.com and find out about all things Pat Hyben. And don't forget to follow me on social media. All you got to do is type in my name. I'm everywhere and easy to find. I hope to meet face-to-face someday, but in the meantime, let's meet on social media. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.